Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Hypersloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoke and Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersloth Happy Hour. Never before have I turned on you when you look too good to me. To be, I think I cut me in two and I just can't let you be. But it's a free for all and a hide of sin. You can bet your life. Stakes are high and so am I. In the air tonight. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hypersloth Happy Hour, episode 293. Today Damn. would be the 69th day. 293, Rufus, can you believe it? <sighs> and it's still season one. If you notice, it says season one in Blog Talk Radio. Right on. Can't wait for Only season what? two. 300 and, or, uh, 72 episodes to go until we make season <laughs> one, until, until we make season two. That's right. It only took, what, five years? To complete season one. Could you imagine doing this brilliance every day for a year straight? Jesus, I don't think uh, I don't think the world's ready for it. No, I, I can imagine doing it. I, I can't imagine it being accepted. I guess when we lived at Roehampton, we pretty much did it uh, 365, 24/7. If, if there's any place where there should have been like a, a live MTV show, they just we should have had cameras in every corner of that fucking house and microphones everywhere. <laughs> we really should have. That would just play on a continuous loop now. It, it, it'd be its own thing. Yes. People could reference the show. Remember day 19 when Joe talked in tongues and they thought they were going to have to have him institutionalized because they were scared for their lives? Yes, but at least he came home from chef school with some half-raw veal that made us all sick. <laughs> With a giant knife, with a giant bag of knives. Nothing like a guy telling you these hearing voices out of his radio in his car to tell to come in the house with a giant bag of sharpened knives. No, that's always comforting. <laughs> I can't believe he actually told us that. I mean, <laughs> nowadays, one phone call and that guy's fucking locked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder, hearing... I wonder what he's up to on social media. Uh, I, you know, I'm probably hearing voices out of his car radio or probably out of his, well, I guess hearing voices out of your cell phone might be kind of normal. Yeah. You know what? Maybe he was the first guy to invent Bluetooth over your car radio and we just didn't know it. We somehow, we had tuned into some kind of Bluetooth of us (laughs) talking. The weird part was, dude, that he thought it was us talking about him that he was hearing through his fucking car radio. Yeah, that's pretty... Odd. That's strange. The odd part being that we were talking about him, and probably the odder part is that he was hearing it through his car radio. Let's let's provide some context for people listening who have no idea who or what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> well, me and Rufus live together in Austin, Texas. 
what was it, 96, 97, 98? How long did we live together? I don't even fucking know. Uh, 90, 96 for sure. I think I moved out in 98. Did you? Well, I didn't leave till 99. So did you move out long before I left? Actually, I don't think it was that long. I really don't. I don't think it was either. You just stopped paying rent long before that. Well, yeah. yeah. I blamed it on Joe. (laughs) Well, he was paying all of it. That's right. I told him. I told him through his radio, pay my rent. <laughs> no wonder. Yeah. I, mean, I was saying, pay the cable bill. Pay the cable <laughs> bill. The only reason we had direct TV, we were like the first people in the world to have direct TV, thanks to our old roommate, Joe. That's right. Joe was so, different sort of uh, people, people, person, people. Yeah, he was an alien being. He was uh, one of the roommates in this house of, this house of what? What would you call that house? I mean, Polarity. It was, it was just a bunch of derelicts living together and having a great time, you know. And then there was Joe, who was just kind of a psychopath and weird. <laughs> the oddball out. He was not having a good time. Life was not no. having a good time with Joe. No, and, right. and according to him, the world was having the 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 rest of the world was having a good time at his expense. Right. Yes. Now, uh, let us know if you have someone like that in your life, because you need to steer very clear of them, because they're most likely very dangerous. I think now they call that bipolar, or is that schizophrenic, or is it just like a, he was the whole ball of wax. Uh, okay. we, we may have had another breakthrough moment here, because uh, when I was saying that, I kind of realized I was describing my wife. Oh, that is a breakthrough moment. Damn. Right in time for Mother's Day. A post-Mother's Day breakthrough moment. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me she's not hearing your voice come through the car radio. No, but she does hear what she thinks I think in her head. Okay. I'm sure you know that. Yes. Yes. Because I hear what my wife thinks. Oh, my God, another breakthrough moment right here on the show. I hear what she thinks. I just don't care. See, your wife probably cares what you think. Yeah, well, I, I hear what she thinks. I just don't listen to what she thinks. <laughs> you just tune it out. I changed the radio station. I'm right. like, oh, let's put on the sports channel. Luckily for you people listening, we don't really care about sports. Do you care about sports, Rufus? Not really. I mean, if, I'm, if I see it, if I catch it, I can get into it. I think it's impressive physically and skillfully that it doesn't hold my interest, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm like you. I can watch a game, but can I keep track of, like, the stats and tell you what happened in the third inning of a game I watched six weeks ago? Definitely not. No, I don't I care guess. who wins. I mean, of course, I always root for the home team, whoever, which, which apparently, according to me, is, like, wherever I'm closest to at the yeah. time of watching the the sports stuff, crapola. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, uh, I do watch I, – I try to watch the Super Bowl – because it's a big deal, and there's a lot of high. I can get into that excitement, but I, right. I never have a, you know, really a stake in who wins what. I just kind of root for whoever my parents are rooting for. I'm like, okay, I'm on board with that. You, you want to hear something sad? This year to get into the Super Bowl, I end up betting on the Super Bowl. Oh shit! And I know nothing. Well, and I only bet sort of like you. My in-laws are big uh, Eagles fans, right? And my yeah. and my wife. Grandma was an Eagles fan, so I bet $300 on the Super Bowl. On the Eagles, which was kind of a long shot, Damn. and they pulled it off in the last fucking seconds of the game. Boy, that was a fucking, that was a nerve-wracking game. 
Well, how what well, did you make on that? They come down to the fucking wire like that. What did you make off that deal? I made three hundred bucks. I made three hundred. We listened to this. Then I cashed out three hundred. Well, yeah. I cashed out two hundred and left a hundred in. Okay. And I actually then bet that hundred. This is the house's money, mind you, on the Notre Dame girls basketball team to win, which also came down to the last fucking second, literally. And I won a hundred dollars, and I still have two hundred dollars with my local bookie. So you're you're like a gambling guru. I am a genius. I'm one hundred percent for 2018. How many gamblers a, can say that? You should write an ebook on how to do that. And I should. It. I should. I. It's called Go with Your Gut. That's going to be the name of my ebook. <laughs> Go with your gut, gut. Bigger the bet. So I was fucking <laughs> Bigger your gut, the bigger the bet. That's gold. I got to write it down. That's how you go with your gut instinct. That's why, like, if you've ever noticed, like, uh, J.P. Morgan was super fat because he always went with his gut. Have you right. ever seen a close-up picture of J.P. Morgan? Uh, I can't say that I have. Dude, I was watching the show The Men Who Built America, okay. and J.P. Morgan, well, they said he had some kind of fucking disease, right, that made his nose, like, all lumpy and red and gross. I mean, his nose looks like a, a topography. Was it this disease? Was Whoa. it this, this one right here? Was it this one, this disease? Yeah, I have to assume so, yes. Okay. I would have to assume that he was in the whiskey pretty fucking hard. I mean, he looked like it. And well, back then, wow. yeah, life expectancy was like 40 years old, and he lived to be like fucking 80-something, if I do recall correctly, because he was just such a mean son of a bitch. My wife seems to think that, like, the meaner you are, the older you live to be, which there may be some fucking truth in that, because think of all the young people that have died, like, famous musicians and whatnot. You know? Oh. Yeah. I guess only the good do die young, Rufus, which I means I'll probably live to be an old son of a bitch myself. Me too. Thank God. I, I, I would love to live to be a ripe old age and bitch about everything. And be mean to people, tell kids to get yeah. off your yard. I can't wait till I'm old enough to tell people to get off my yard and not care. Yeah. Well, we just enclosed our yard in a privacy fence, so ain't nobody coming on my yard. Let they... what happen? Do what? What would happen if someone came on your yard? Uh, pull their pants up and put their wiener away? <laughs> tell them to take my pants down and my wiener out. I want to come on my yard. Oh, my God. It's good fertilizer. <laughs> Let me wipe it off your back. Green, I have one little green spot in my yard. <laughs> my yard is the worst, dude. I, I feel sorry because my neighbors are big fucking yard people because they're all retired. Yard Not people. all of them, but some of them are retired. And uh, my yard is, I can tell you right now, and this is the utmost truth, and I want people to call in if they if their yard is like this, 646-668-8826. My yard is 93% fucking dandelion or dandelion roots because, and I have a huge yard, but if there was no dandelions in my yard, I realized this the other day when I was mowing, I would mm-hmm. have like 99.3% dirt in my yard. <laughs> right. Well, well I mean, you know. They're like, do the weed and feed and all. And I've tried fucking everything on my yard. No. The guy who lived here before me just, like, put so much fucking fertilizer and shit on this yard that if you're not spending $5,000 a year to keep right. it going, you're fucked. And I'm not doing that. No, no, no. I uh, So, wait, when you mow that many dandelions, is it just like a cloud of oh, yes. whites the whole yes. time? 
Yes, it is, dude. I think I was probably sneezing. I got off the mower yesterday, and my socks were covered in those little dandelions with their parachutes on them. Oh, my God. That's awesome. It's so sad because all I think when I'm mowing is like, oh, my God, I'm creating this giant cloud of dandelions that's going to go fester in, like, someone else's yard. And I've slowly noticed that over the years, like, all of the surrounding areas, except for my neighbor guy who lives right across yeah. the street, he basically digs out every fucking dandelion that shoots up. There's, like, more and more dandelions uh, growing around. I'm not like taking credit for it, but I'd like to think that I had – I took a good part of it. I did, I did my share. You know, I just bought a brand new, brand spanking fucking new delivered to the house uh, riding lawnmower last week. Really? Yeah. my I had a Toro, had a good one. It was a, a red one. Not that that fucking makes it good or bad, but it was a red Toro. And, and I bought it used, and it was a mean machine. You know, we bought that in Arkansas and brought it down here. But it was it was used, and so I've had to do the various change of belt and uh, spark plug, and it was just not running. And uh, I, I changed the battery. The battery was bad, so I put a battery in there, and it fired up. I was like, fuck yeah, man. And so I started mowing the back, and everything was going great. Then I ran out of gas. So I went to get gas, and I put gas in it, and it wouldn't start. And I threw a, a hissy fit. It was, I had a tantrum, zigzag, nice. a real tantrum. And I walked in the house, got on the computer, and ordered a brand-new fucking lawnmower and had it delivered the next day. What it's badass. Cub Cadet. It was, yeah. How did you fucking know that? Did and I tell I... you that already? No, dude, I heard you order it through my car radio. Oh, really? That's right. Wow. No, but I assume that anytime you Google something, whoever's spending the most money comes up, and it had to be probably Cub Cadet. Well, I was looking for something cheap. Well, not cheap, but... Yeah, Cub Cadet's not cheap. It's just cheaply made. That's right. That's right. But I'm only going to mow my yard once a summer. Because I, I don't have an HOA or anything. I just don't want to have to, like, wade through grass. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's like a grand, and it's brand new, shiny, warranty, and all that shit. And it was a grand? You got a Cub Cadet for a grand? It was, uh, one, oh, it was 1099 and I used Ebates and got 10 bucks back, so I made some money off the deal. Damn right you did. It's like you Ebates. didn't even pay for it. Ebates, man. I'm telling you, Ebates. Sign I up like now. I like master Ebates. Well, hey, if you use Ebates on a porn site, you get money back for every <laughs> Do you really? You yeah. I'm still wondering who these guys are that are paying for porn. I mean, <laughs> they must be some real sick fucks because I haven't paid for porn ever, I don't think. No. You know, who is paying for porn and why? I mean, how are they staying in business? I, I really don't understand that. That is such a good question. I wish someone would call in and tell us at 646-668-8826 because I have no idea how the porn sites make any money. I've never given them any money. What's weird is they have advertising for other porn sites. Porn sites that don't cost any money either. Right. But like the one site you're looking at with all these ads, they're making money off those ads, but those ads go to sites that no one's going to pay for. I don't know. It seems like a broken model, but it I, does. It I'll does. take advantage like of it. At the end of it, the whole economy is probably going to take a shit, would be my guess. As soon as it unravels itself, like all the banks have loaned all these porn sites 
so much money not realizing that they're not charging anything for porn. They're just trying to make money off the ads. I mean, how many dildos can they be selling on those ads? Mm, Not many. I have a whole closet full that I don't even use. So, I mean, why would I buy one more? I just, I got a 3D printer. I make all my dildos. (laughs) It's custom made. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Dick North. Print me up a Dick North. (laughs) Jonathan Steele. Jonathan Steele. I'm assuming that's a porno name. It should be. If not, it will be. Yes. That's I my mine is uh meatloaf. Oh wait, I think that's already taken. Is that right? Do how my, did, how do you my, think meatloaf got his name? I I used to know, but I forgot. I don't remember now. But there there is a story behind it. He I think it was a high school nickname because he liked meatloaf. I don't remember, but it was something <laughs> innocuous. Yeah, that's something that really sticks with you. I don't. I think when I started singing, I would have changed my name, my nickname from Meatloaf. How do you get signed with a name like Meatloaf? <laughs> I do. I mean, I guess this is way before they had like the fucking uh, machine behind people that tells them how to wear their hair and what their name needs to be. Back then, it was like fly by the seat of your pants, Meatloaf. No shit. For signing him, he's Meatloaf. Probably, you know what? I think that what happened was. The record people were hungry and they actually thought they were ordering out. <laughs> bring in the meatloaf, and meatloaf came in, dude, and he got his fucking big break. He sang for life. Maybe he wasn't meatloaf. He was delivering meatloaf. He was the <laughs> delivery boy, and he's like, "What? I, you want me to sing now?" And he nailed it. And they're like, "What's your name, kid?" Uh, meatloaf. <laughs> That's a good one. I guess liver spots was already taken. <laughs> oh man. Now, Meatloaf is still alive, right? Yeah, yeah. He's alive and kicking. I mean, I know I think he's struggled with some health problems lately due to his love of padded meat, I do believe. <laughs> yeah, his his love of ground hamburger with ketchup in it. I remember seeing somewhere, did you see this, where he was, like, trying to sing and he just couldn't fucking do it? It's like his voice is broken now, I think. I think he, he had... Uh... Didn't he have an episode where he collapsed on stage? He did. He had a couple of those, I do believe. Mm. And some people were saying that he faked the collapse just because he could no longer sing. Well, and it's, you know, when you're seeing a Meatloaf concert, because I can imagine they're pretty dramatic. I mean, you've seen, you've heard Meatloaf right. songs. They're like an opera or Broadway fucking musical. He's got the scarf in his hand and shit. If he collapses, you're probably <laughs> like, up. wow, that's dramatic. That's to mop up the gravy that foams out of his mouth while he's singing. <laughs> it's the sopping scarf. <laughs> he should wear an apron. <laughs> that could be his trademark. Yes, it's good. It's meatloaf. You know what? I, it's, I bet the name of his backing band would have been brilliant if it was the Mashed Potatoes. <laughs> oh, my God. They could all, like, uh, take the stage by being lowered to big Pyrex dish. <laughs> Reheated in a giant microwave. That's right. It's meatloaf and the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Nothing does, like have, does his band have a, a name? Or does he just throw like a cassette in and sing along? Uh, I think it's all a karaoke act. <laughs> meatloaf karaoke. Join us for meatloaf karaoke. <laughs> meatloaf karaoke. 
The only reason I thought of that whole meatloaf thing is because today when I was listening, I was getting ready to listen to Axe's or as uh, Bold as Love for like the 50th time this week. Right. And uh, Meatloaf, I actually had to turn Meatloaf off of the Sirius Satellite Radio because they were playing Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. And I was thinking, we would never have to, like, interpret that song because it's right. so fucking to the point of what it's about, which is, I guess, losing your virginity in the backseat of a car. We can all relate. I mean, who is the chick singing on that song, though, I wonder? Who is the chick that, like, sings back and forth? Is it someone famous? I don't know. There's a few songs where there's a chick singing back and forth, and I wonder if they're all the same chick. Let's look it up real quick. Let's let the listeners know. She must be the the side dish. What do you think will come up with meatloaf chick? (laughs) That's Uh, a little weird. 15 recipes that will change your mind about meatloaf. (laughs) (laughs) Themeatloafchick.com. It's a a website, some wife that has nothing but meatloaf recipes. This chick is actually flathering herself in meatloaf. It's meatloaf with a mashed potato cream pie. What the fuck is that? Wow. No, it's not. I made that up in my sick mind. All right, meatloaf. What, what would I search? Me- I mean, how are we going to get past this fucking meatloaf? He's a genius. <laughs> you never want to fucking find him. You can't. You'll never find him. He's meatloaf. <laughs> All right. All right, meatloaf song. Chick. Let's try that. Paradise by the Bad Dashboard Light, Wikipedia. I guess they'll tell us as good as anybody. Part one. Oh, man, yeah, it's a long fucking song. I forgot it's got three parts. Good just Lord. when you think it's over, they just keep coming back at you. Like I said, his songs are Broadway musicals. Ellen Foley, American singer and actress who has appeared on Broadway. She Bingo. starred in the sitcom Night Court. What? Really? What? As who? Tell me she's not the chick with the big knockers. Ellen Foley. Broadway film and television. Let's see. Night Court, Night Court. Yeah, to Billy Young. Billy Young in Night Court. Who the fuck was that? Do you remember Billy Young from Night Court? I do remember that name, Billy Young. Who the hell was Billy Young? You must look it up, stat. I'm looking it up, stat. Billy Young. Well, that's it. she's obviously someone else too. Oh, here we go. Billy Young Night Court. Ellen Foley just did the circle of stupidness. Did mm-hmm. public defender Billy Young in season two of Night Court. Nineteen episodes she was in. We're going into a night court wormhole. We are. We are. Man, I just I don't recognize her, unfortunately. And I was a big Night Court fan. You know what, Harry Anderson, the guy, the judge guy, he just died like that. Yeah, last I month. saw that. I saw Terrible. That. That's Anderson. sad. What did he die from? Did they ever say? I think the verdict's still out. I think, I, from what I read, dude, it was lack of being relevant. Well, that yeah, that'll kill you if you're a celebrity. I think he's just faking it, faking it. Wasn't he a magician as well? Yeah, he just disappeared. I think he died trying to do the Houdini in a milk carton trick. (laughs) Or a milk crate or whatever the fuck (laughs) he was getting into. All right. So, do we want to go ahead and uh, break down this song by Jimi Hendrix? Let's do it. Do we listen to it? Yes. Yes. I say we listen to it first. 
I guess I should have queued it up, but I, I'll just play it over my mic here, if you don't mind. So, are we going to listen to it and then critique it, or like, are we going to critique it while it's happening? Well, it's only, what, three minutes and 18 seconds, so why don't we just listen to it? Can't be good. Three minutes, 18 seconds. Not enough time to make a good song. I think that's how long it is. I could be wrong. Well, this is the part of the show, folks, where we introspectively listen to a song. Then we decide what the song was written about. And last week we decided that we we're going to do Jimi Hendrix Axis. Oh, wait. Jimi Hendrix Bold as Love from mm-hmm. the Axis Bold as Love album. And I'm wearing my Axis Bold as Love t shirt tonight again. But I did wash it through the week, or someone did. Wasn't me. <laughs> or someone did. Okay. All right, and here we go. This is Bold as Love by Jimi Hendrix, by the Jimi Hendrix Experience, 1967. God, can you believe that? That's what year this was released. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Time flies, man. Anger, he smiles, towering, shining metallic purple armor, green jealousy in the waist behind him, her fiery green gown snares at the grassy ground. God damn, that shit is badass. Jimmy's pretty tricky there. When you think it's over, they break out another minute-long like jam at the very end. Yeah, tricked but what a good jam. You got us. You tricked me. Because I did. First couple times I listened to it, I thought it was over. It's a kick-ass jam, though. I mean, it it's is, a nice it, turn. It's a total <laughs> kick-ass jam. Well, Jimmy kicked ass. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the whole idea he was 27 when he died, dude, the guy obviously had more living in his fucking thumbnail that he cut off than I've done in my whole fucking 48 years. Yeah. You know what? You know what I think is really evident from this and like older music like this that's really good? Like trailblazing music. Obviously, this, you know, this kind of shit, Hendrix and all those guys, they laid the foundation for everything that went to follow. But, you know, these days, everybody's so concerned with like perfection of pitch and being absolutely correct and having everything auto-tuned and not giving a fuck about, like, real performance and emotion and shit. You listen right. to that, and it's like, God damn. Yeah. That's you wouldn't even know who was just... tuned. Oh, no. Who cares? He care. Right. He just, who cares? He's belting it out like a badass motherfucker. He, he is, like, just a fucking vessel. Yeah. So, Music, like I am a vessel for marijuana, and you a vessel for Bud Light, albeit a, only a borrowing vessel that is emptied many times throughout the course of a day. Bud Light should pay me at this point. <clears throat> so, all right, give it to us, Rufus. Give, give us your breakdown of the, of the song. We'll see how, how close we are here. Did you write down some notes? No, I didn't. Honestly, I got kind of lost because I was so mesmerized by the music. I mean, like every time I heard it, I've, I've listened to it a few times. I listened to it like immediately, like four times after the last show and a few times since. And, uh, maybe I haven't taken enough acid and shrooms, but the, the lyrics kind of lost me a little bit, but the structure of the song and the music itself is so fucking amazing. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't understand why, 
anyone who's like a classical music snob would like look down on really good rock music like this that's obviously extremely well fucking executed and performed. Now, did you look up the the lyrics of the song? No, I didn't. I I just wanted to like listen. I only wanted to like absorb the song itself and see if I could figure it all out. Well, I must say that I've listened to the song many, many times, and this time I started listening to it really closely, right? And I started listening really to the lyrics. Okay. And it wasn't until today, until right before the show, I actually looked up the lyrics to see how close I was. And okay. I was close. So I'm going to go through the lyrics here. We'll go through the first verse, all right? Verse mm-hmm. one, Jimi Hendrix, bold as love. Anger, he smiles, towering in a shiny metallic purple armor. Queen Jealousy, Envy, waits behind him. Her fiery green gown sneers at the grassy ground. Blue are the life-giving waters taken for granted. They quietly understand. The once-happy turquoise armies lay opposite ready, but wonder why the fight is on. See, that's why I was like, oh, man, what the fuck? (laughs) See, but what's weird is, dude, the other night I was, my wife got me a hammock for our anniversary, and I was just a joint, and I was listening to it laying in this hammock, right, just totally... Not focusing on anything but this fucking song, dude. And it fucking changed to me that he's just like talking. He's like giving every emotion a color. Like green, obviously, is jealousy. You know what I mean? Yes. Purple is anger. Uh, Blue is like the calmness. It fucking came to me, dude. It was fucking crazy. And I'm like, now I fucking get it. And it's all taking up this rainbow. But really what it got to him is they're bold as love. And like anything, like a color can be bold. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. This is like the ultimate fucking bold is love. Love is just like so fucking solid, I guess, to Jimmy or to anybody maybe who's thinking about it. But the axis to me is like where it all comes together, sort of like, I don't know, like ground zero or whatever you would call it. I guess, I don't know, what do they call it in a black hole where like the end of the the black hole like starts, I guess. The event horizon. Right. The event horizon, so to speak. It's just like that is where all this shit comes from. You know, it's like Jimmy, if you listen to a lot of Jimmy, and I've listened to a lot of Jimmy over time, there's always like a supreme being, like, kind of focused to his to his music. You know what I mean? I don't know Interesting. if it's or not on purpose, but it seems to me like the access in this song is like the supreme being or like the end-all, be-all for the access Bold as Love song. I mean, that's what I got from it. I was high, obviously. But, I mean, looking at the words, I was like, wow, maybe I am fucking right on on this. Because the, the second verse goes, my red is so confident that he flashes trophies of war and ribbons of euphoria. Orange is young, full of daring, but unsteady for the first go-round. My yellow, in this case, is not so mellow. In fact, I'm trying to say it's frightened like me. And all these emotions of mine keep holding me from giving my life to a rainbow like you. So I guess he's cut himself down into like all these fucking different colors of the rainbow, right? Where they're all separate for him. But for someone who's reached the fucking axis or whatever, all the fucking colors have come together in like some fucking great rainbow. Good God in heaven. So it makes you wonder, did he die or was he taken away from us? I I guess both, really, if you think about it. Wow. I just think that last verse to me is like, he just had all those troubles and shit that he was going through, like with all his fucking 
managers and the record companies and shit, and he just was so self-conscious. That was Jimmy's thing, man. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, the poor guy had no fucking self-confidence. Can you believe that? I don't know how I get gas. This fucking guy had no self-confidence, and he could do that? Shit, I can't even pick my nose with fucking any kind of flair. Dude, one of my favorite videos of uh, of Hendrix is him playing acoustic, like by himself, sitting on a, like a bar stool. Right. In a white room. I think maybe Red I posted Hall. it on Facebook. Is that? And he train gets like pump. a... My train? Yeah. He gets a quarter way through the song, and he says, wait, wait, can we do that over? I was terrified. I was right. scared. Yeah. You know, he was nervous. He didn't know... No idea he's the greatest fucking guitar player of all time. No, maybe no that, fucking idea. That was maybe that's what we all admire so much about Jimmy. Yeah, you know? and Jimmy was every one of us. He was just a fucking scared dude, you know, fumbling his way through life, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. And that's an endearing quality for somebody to have instead of walking out, you know, like yep. you're cock of the walk or whatever. Every every interview you see with Hendrix. Maybe not everyone, depending on the subject matter, but there's a few interviews I've seen where he's always he's incredibly humble, and like the host or the guest or the interviewer is like, "You're the best guitar player in the world, the best you know, the blues singer right now in the '60s," and he's like, "Oh no, man, no, no, I, I just do my own thing. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't. There's many guys better than me, you know." And he's right. just always so super fucking humble and. And that's the way to be, man. You know what? That's yeah. the way to fucking be. You know, I'm going to say this. Axis bless Jimmy, wherever you are. I hope he found his rainbow. That's what I hope. I don't know. He was taken away from us way too early, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, shit. So that's what I got from the song. Did you want to pick a song for next week? You want to do Dashboard Light, Paradise by the Dashboard Light? I'm joking. Maybe we should do a meatloaf song. You know what? Let's look for the meatloaf songs and we'll choose one right now. But it has to be like the most odd meatloaf song yes. that there ever was. Let's see. You know, all his what what sucks is all his looking at the at the uh at the titles, they're pretty self explanatory. I mean how yeah. there, there's nothing deep about I'd do anything for love. That doesn't you don't I mean, okay, we get the idea about what that song's about. Well, they're all Broadway songs, right? You know, so they have to tell a story. They're all narrative. Are they? I don't so know. So they're not. I'm going to love her forever. I'm going to need her. I'm going to never please her. Some shit like that. I mean, I, I got to give him this. I recognize every fucking song up here, dude. Honest it's to God. True. Two out of three ain't bad. She took the words right out of my mouth. Bad out of hell. Heaven I'd can like wait. I mean, Jesus Christ, Meatloaf. You just would have had another name. I wonder if maybe he wouldn't have been as popular. Of course he wouldn't. His name was Sandwich. Nobody would listen to him. Yeah, I mean, what if he would have named himself Hamburger Steak? It just wouldn't have fucking been the exact same <laughs> feeling that you get. Salisbury Steak. Salisbury Steak. I think, you know what? I think that actually Salisbury Steak, I think, is a, an English cover band that does nothing but meatloaf songs. Oh, it should be if it's not, man. <laughs> I hope it is. It should be. If it's, I, you know what? I hate to say this, but looking at this picture of meatloaf, I kind of look a lot like meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> you look a hell of a lot healthier and younger. You know what? Poor guy. God bless him. What is, what is his real name? Do you have any idea? Uh, Meteus Lofus. Now, he got famous from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, correct? Wasn't that, like, one of his claims to fame? Was it? I don't know. I'm, 
I don't think I've ever seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. You I've know tried. What? I never have either. I remember when we lived in Austin and we used to stay up late at night. There was that on Austin Access. There was a show that was dedicated. It was that Granny guy. Remember that guy that would dress up like a woman and be the old Granny? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and he would dedicate like half of his show would be all these people that came from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And at all those times, I mean, I've never actually seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show because I don't enjoy a musical. I mean, isn't it a musical? Yeah. It, look, I'll be honest. I've tried to watch it a few times. It's fucking obnoxious as hell. I mean, it's it, it's what you would think it is. It's a musical that's just obnoxious as hell. Yeah, I don't. I I have never. I mean, I probably have tried to watch it, but uh, I don't remember watching. I mean, it was forgettable to me. But I know I thought the big deal was that. Uh, people in the theaters, right, during a Rocky Horror Picture Show showing, like, get up and act out parts of the of the show, if I'm correct. You are correct, and that would annoy me even more right. than the movie itself. I would be, like, throwing popcorn at people, you know? I'm trying to watch a fucking movie here. I wonder, you probably, I mean, I remember those chicks used to come to that show, like, half naked, though, and, like, dressed in 90s and stuff. Maybe that granny guy was on to something. I just remember we used to call that show and take bong hits, and we actually had he actually knew he actually looked forward to us calling in and taking bong hits during the show. So kudos to you, Granny dude, wherever you are. Thank you for giving us our proper airtime, just calling up and taking bong hits on your show. The good old days. What we didn't know is that was actually Joe in disguise. Oh my God, he wishes he had that much fucking talent or ambition. Weren't you going to reach out to Joe and try to get him on the show for the 300th anniversary special? No, I, I suggested that you do that. I'm afraid. I'm afraid he'll go back and maybe he's been listening to the shows and he's going to kill us. He's probably made little wax figurines of each one of us. His? That he's shot arrows into. Yours he puts in his butt. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't think we're going to find a meatloaf song that we don't know what it means do you think no, no. so how do we how find do we... Uh, something totally obscure that we've never heard oh you know what I had a song that I was thinking of the other day and I think it was Incense and Peppermints the hell was that you know that, that song? Like... Is that let, me a... song let me play a little bit of it no it's the Strawberry Alarm Clock which I love their name because their name means absolutely nothing, so you know that it's going to be a good fucking tune. You, you'll know this song once you hear it. Ready? Very sick piece. I just imagine imagine this band on the Dick Cabot show, totally lip syncing with no instruments plugged in, but they're still like doing it, you know? Oh yeah, well that's how they shot videos back in the day. Oh wait, that's still how they do it, I think. That's how they do concerts now. Oh, that's true. That is very true. Unless you're Lady Gaga. Hats off to Lady Gaga. Did you ever get a chance to see that thing I was talking about, that Gaga 
No. That was, dude, I wish that if you get an hour to waste, which I know your time is precious, obviously. It is precious. That uh, you would get a chance to watch it because you'll have a whole new respect for Gaga after that. I mean, not that you don't find her probably incredibly sexy right now, but after that you'll be like, wow, she's sexy and cool. Mm, That's a conflict of interest in my brain. I just want her to be sexy or cool. Well, she's the full. She's the whole package. She's kind of like me, dude. She's sexy and cool. I don't want to leave my family, but I might. If she's sexy and cool. No, I hate to say that. I thought I had like fantasies of of just me and Gaga like hanging out forever. Right. Those are he- that. That's a healthy fantasy. In her Learjet. All Nurture all that. Entirely on her dime. That was the most <laughs> biggest part of the fantasy. I did not have to pay for anything. <laughs> you should cultivate that. Just focus on that 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 fantasy. I'm uh, just that'll be healthy. to make it come true. Uh, you know what's funny is I heard, this is so weird, I heard her voice coming through my radio. Really? A, a yeah. popular singer's voice coming through your radio. Yes. How what are the odds? <laughs> Tony, it's like she was talking to me, dude. It was called Bad Romance. It's uncanny. <laughs> bad Romance? She was telling you about her bad romance, but she wants a better romance with you. You're probably right, dude. You know what? I got to go, dude. I got to catch a plane to Ve- to L.A. <laughs> or wait, Vegas. She has like a standing show in Vegas, doesn't she? Definitely. When do we get our standing gig in Vegas? Well, we probably could if we went there and... <laughs> we could play like a show. super seedy fucking uh, pay-by-the-hour motel with like four slot machines owned by some Indians. But just be like off, 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 off the strip around the corner behind the Motel Six at the Motel Two and a Half. I wonder what happens like like if I was in Vegas and I picked up a hooker and got a, a pay by the hour motel. Like I'm done in like six or seven minutes. What do I do with the rest of that time? Am I just watching TV? Is she still there? You're Are we just showering. hanging out? You're scrubbing your wiener as hard as you can. And crying, sobbing into the dirty pillow. <laughs> Pouring bleach on my Wondering genitals. What happened? What where what did you do in your life for it to come to this? All of this the culmination. Yeah. In a weird way. And the next I day I'll up. I know do it again. They go to Vegas and pick up hookers. Listen to this story, dude. I had a buddy, went to Vegas. This guy's extremely successful, right? Sure. Went to Vegas, and he had this chick that he, like, hung out with every time he was there. Okay? Cool. Like, fly this chick around the country. She was a working girl. I mean, he knew that or whatever. He's 50-something. She's 26, you know. And uh, yeah. so he's there. Last time he's there, and she spends the whole week with him. And when she when he gets there, she pulls this, you know, I'm fucking, I got to pay my rent type thing. And he fucking gives her cash or whatever and pays her by the day and, she tried to up her charge on him this time, and he said, no, you know what, not going to do it. We agreed on whatever. And, you know, he pays for all the meals and all this shit. Yeah. At the end of the trip, he's getting ready to leave, right? But he wants rid of her so bad, he tells her he's leaving two days early. And he packs up all of his shit out of his hotel room and goes down to the hotel bar and fucking hangs out, right, and leaves her in the room. Wow. No, nope, going back up to the room. So, like, he goes down to the hotel bar, whatever, hangs out for three hours, goes back up to his room, puts all his shit back. He had left 15 grand in the safe. What? Right? He okay. opened the fucking safe, 15 grand is gone. Oh, no. A yeah. horse stole money? What? Yeah. 
But the whole idea that she could get in the safe, I wonder if there's like some kind of code. You know how those safes are in those fucking hotel rooms? They're like all digital or whatever. She's probably teamed up with one of the fucking bag boys there or whatever. Well, no, because the hotel kicks them out. They actually have face recognition software that recognizes these hookers and keeps them out of the fucking hotel. Can you believe wow. that? He should give her a bad Yelp review for sure. What he did was he called the cops, dude, and the cops went and arrested her, but she'd already spent all the money, so now she's in fucking jail. And for him, when they want to take her to court, right, they're going to fly him out there and put him up in a hotel. Fuck yeah, man. Isn't that crazy? But so, note to self, do not live 15 grand in a in a hotel room with a hooker. Wait, 15 grand or 1,500? 15 grand. Jesus Christ. Now yeah. I'm mad at this guy. Now I'm mad at him just for having 15 grand. And the whole deal was he was supposed to leave a couple days earlier, and he decided just to stay. What do you have 15 grand in cash in a fucking hotel bank for? That's nothing to some of these guys. They take like 50 grand. He started out with 30 grand for three days to fucking gamble with. Oh, yeah, it's Vegas. Uh, But still, I'm I'm just angry at everyone who's richer than me. Yeah. Well, don't even bother being angry about this guy. There's no sense in it. Uh, You'll never be as rich as this guy. No, No offense to you. You may be, but it'll be off scratch offs. Can I can I undercut his whore? I'll be his whore. Uh, yeah, sure, of course. It's only fourteen grand is what he pays now. I'll take it. I'll, I'll be his his whore for fourteen grand in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, what did you end up doing Mother's Day? Speaking of uh, whores, besides forgetting about Mother's Day, um, get I I remembered about it. I thought I don't know why, but I thought it was on Monday, not Sunday. Really? Because I looked at that. I looked at my calendar. My calendar was set for 2017 because I was, it was a work thing. I was comparing some metrics to last year, and I was like, oh, the 13th, Mother's Day. That's Mother's Day's 13th. Okay, that's Monday. And then Sunday came around. And I'm sitting on my laptop, my feet up, about noon or one in the afternoon, and I I look at the calendar again, and it says Mother's Day's today. So I freaked the fuck out. And then my son came over and said, what did we get mom for Mother's Day? And I was like, well, shit, I got her a fucking house. She doesn't work. I think the proper answer to that is she's not my mother. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, no. Said, did you get your mother for Mother's Day? <laughs> that's right. It's like, I don't know. What, I don't know about this chick, but what did you get your mom? I don't even know who the fuck she is. But uh, I got her a an email oh, gift card to Starbucks. <laughs> wow. When I realized. That's going to get you in the field. Yeah, well, she likes coffee. Who doesn't uh, like coffee? How close is the nearest Starbucks? She has to order that Starbucks on Amazon, I presume. It's an hour away. <laughs> oh, good. You So you freed yourself up two hours during one day. <laughs> That's right. It was all about me. <laughs> I kind of get screwed, dude. My wife, listen to this. Mother's Day and my wife's birthday were on the same day this year, believe it or not. But every year, so I get this trio of things this week, is my wife's birthday, Mother's Day, and our anniversary. My anniversary was actually yesterday. And I kept telling people it was 13 years. Come to find out it has been 15 years. 
since I had been married. And I swear every year, dude, she's like, no, that's not the right number of years. And I'm like, man, it's right here on the cell wall. I don't know how I, where I lost count of a whole fucking year, but apparently I did. You know, that's, that's funny. We got married. We got married twice. Kind of. We, uh, we didn't want to do the whole big wedding thing, right? So we're like, well, we'll just go to the courthouse and do it or whatever. And so that's what we planned on. So we got some paperwork. We filled it out. And on the day we were going to do it, I, I even called my brother. He came down from San Antonio to be the best man or whatever, just to fucking be there. And we went down to the courthouse, and the judge is there in her robe, and she's going to do the honors. And she's like, well, wait, where's the the – certificate that I have to sign. You have to get that. We're like, what? You know, the certificate. And so we're all dressed up. Well, as dressed up as you're going to be in a courthouse. <laughs> well, I don't and, know. People going to court are usually kind of dressed up. But she couldn't do it. This is March 16th. She couldn't do it. She's like, well, I'm sorry. I can't marry you. And so we walked out. My brother was all there in a suit. And he's like, so now what? I said, well, let's barbecue, I guess. So we grilled some shit up. And then it was uh, the next Monday or Tuesday. I had to work. She had to work, and we went to the the uh, the county clerk's office in Austin on our lunch break. Just fucking got married, signed papers, and went back to work. <laughs> How romantic! Yeah. <laughs> what? I wonder why you need a witness. Is that what they want you to do? Like have a witness for when you get married or whatever? Yeah. Is that one person can can't say. We're not married. I didn't marry that son of a bitch. Yeah, something like that. It's an alibi kind of thing. Well, I mean, you know, spending a lot of money. I'll tell you what. I was probably, me and my wife were probably the people who enjoyed our wedding the least. And it's not that we don't enjoy each other's company. But after schmoozing family and friends for like fucking two days before the wedding, because we had like a, not a destination wedding. We got married where her parents live, but a bunch of my friends came down. My family came down or whatever. And. It's like two days of doing nothing but entertaining people, you know, right. and drinking thousands of beers. And I think the day of our wedding, I actually golfed 18 holes before the wedding and drank like <laughs> 20 beers probably. It wasn't sure. wasted or anything, but uh, I was ready to go to sleep after the fucking wedding. I mean, we left our wedding at like 10 o'clock at night and the party went on to like 2.30 in the fucking morning. We're like, we're done. We're done. I've I've been at weddings where that's happened, where the bride and groom are like, fuck it, we're out of here. Oh, yeah. Partying for a week. Yeah, man. And then, you know, the next day you're supposed to get up and, like, see everybody off or whatever. We just, no, we slept until, like, fucking 3 o'clock in the afternoon. People just left. We're like, yeah, not answering our phone. We we saw enough of you over the course of the weekend or whatever. But, yeah, I, I was hungover for, like, a week. Well, that's not entirely true because I started drinking the next day. So I was only hung over for like a day, but I was drunk for <laughs> 14 and a half years. Well, we wanted nothing to do with any of that. So we just walked into a building made of bricks and stood in line and got married and walked out. How many was... people were getting married in front of you? Uh, actually, I think we were the only ones that day. There was a lot of people there. It was the county clerk's office. So they were getting licenses and decrees for some shit. I don't know. <laughs> was there a king there giving out decrees? <laughs> yes, yes. It was the king of Travis County. 
I decree this day to be Rufus Day. Everyone <laughs> shall drink Bud Light from a slipper. That is my decree. Slipper. My bedroom slipper. Everyone shall drink Bud Light in their underwear, like Rufus. Have you ever drank beer in your underwear? Uh, no. I don't <laughs> like did. being in my underwear. Really? You, have you ever drank beer out of your underwear? Uh, no. I'm, I'm fully clothed if I'm consuming alcohol. Oh, I don't believe that for one fucking minute. You better believe it. Except for the time that I had, uh, I used to have shower beers at Rohanton. I was going to say, you told I me about the shower, shower beer. beer, and I know that you at least had one shower beer. You also told me, and I think I've used this at least once, about keeping a lawn chair in the bathroom to use in the shower. For those times you're super hungover, you can sit in the lawn chair while you're taking a shower. I'll tell you what I used to do. This is sad. At Roehampton, I used to drag the TV into the the little Uh TV. I would drag it in and put it in the bathroom on the toilet and sit in the bathtub and drink beer and watch fucking TV. How sad Uh, is that? That's like heaven. How many times do you think I thought about just throwing that TV in with me and fucking calling it quits? Uh, probably every time Ross did something you didn't agree with on Friends. I only did. Yeah, I only did that when they played the Friends theme song and I knew it was coming on and I just wanted to end it. <laughs> That's right. It's time to go. Fuck this. The only good thing about that show was you could watch it with the um, with all the sound turned down and still watch Monica Monica's nipples and. Rachel's nipples. Yeah, the good thing about modern technology is you can go to YouTube and only watch those parts <laughs> for like 10 hours straight. Sick sons of bitches. Sick, I tell you. Oh, we're healthy young men. Come on. Considering that I compiled all that on a videotape back then. <laughs> That's like right. It's 14 videotapes long. It's real to real. Waiting for nipple, nipple shots and pressing play and record at the same time. Yes, the good old days. Oh, so yeah. that's what you did. I, you know what? And the school's coming up. How are you feeling about that? You ready for the summer? Yeah, I guess. My kid's homeschooled, so it's always a nightmare for me. You know, I'm trying to work, and they're here. So how does that work? Are you going to, like, have to have a parent-teacher conference with your wife, like, in a couple days or what? Uh, I have one almost every day. Oh, like, do you? You get a yeah. rundown? Ugh. Well, I, I hear, oh my God, dude. I'm in here trying to work and I hear, it's fucking fractions. You can't get fractions. What the fuck is fucking fractions? And I go out there and I'm like, he's a kid. What are you doing? He's nine years old. He doesn't get fractions. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I can hear them like trying to teach and learn shit. And work. It, uh, so, it's hard when I'm trying to focus on my job. So I do go out there and be like, what, what's the hell going on? What's going on? Well, 36 times 17 is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Just Use your figure problem. it out. Keep it down. So that's the parent-teacher conference is so, teach quietly, please. <laughs> Will there be teaching sign language? That's what you need to tell her. The first thing you need to do is teach him sign language. That's right. ASL, American Sign You're, Language. You should turn your other studio into a little one-room schoolhouse. Make them go out there. They can be like Little House on the Prairie. They can eat lunch outside on like on the ground. <laughs> Your wife can wear a nice old school marms outfit. 
that'd be a great learning experience. I'll suggest that for sure. <laughs> you know what? They, you could it'd be like time traveling. They could like do some time traveling. Yeah, it's, it's history. History. So will there be a report card? I mean, I, I don't know anything about homeschooling. Does he get a report card, or do you have to log in with the state and tell him, you know, I guess he's done with fourth grade or whatever grade a nine-year-old is in? Yeah, yeah, it's all uh, you got to gauge it every now and then. But he was homeschooled until third grade, and he went into third grade like ahead of the game, like he was all tested at fourth grade, and halfway through third grade. He was like second grade level. We're like, what the, what the fuck's you going on? In time? Well, he went. The teachers don't have enough time to dedicate, you know, forty kids in a class, right? And so he went ahead of the game, and after a while, fell back. And we were like, well, he became an asshole too because of the influence from other kids. So we're like, well, we're taking you out, and he didn't want to go. Socially, you know, you Is he like that, rolling right? up a pack of smokes in one sleeve and shit, and like riding a motorcycle. <laughs> yes, he was He's smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> He's like, it's too much Van Halen. You need he to was, put some better music. He was leaning against the bathroom wall with one foot on the wall. You're right on the stall door. Yeah, whistling chicks. It was crazy. <laughs> and so basically, your kid had turned into the Fonz. He was the Fonz, but he's already taller. But the Fonz wasn't mean. I, you, you know what? You never saw the Fonz fight except for with Mork. Remember when the Fonz and Mork like had their fucking standoff? They should make a, a movie just about that, yes. <laughs> they could. You remember how it ended up, though? Fonz. Mork had Fonz frozen, and then Fonz started moving his thumb, dude. Then he got his hand back. Then Mark oh, all over, and Mark fucking freaked out and ran away like a puss, like he was. It's fucking Jesus Christ. But honestly, you know what? You never saw the Fonz really fight. The Fonz just kind of was so cool that people thought he was tough. And that's that's kind of the vibe I'm putting out there. So I've never really fought with anybody, but people are like, watch out. He's a fucking badass. That's the kind of vibe you put out. Do I? That's you radiate this this confidence that's like, well... He's got it, so I'm just not going to even fuck with it. Dude, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to write a book called The Secret to My Success is Keeping a Fucking Comb in My Back Pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. I just do one of these. If stuff gets rough, Rufus, I just do this. (laughs) Now I keep a shoe shine rag in my back pocket since I'm getting a little shinier on top. I can't, dude. I just can't believe you came up with the secret to my success is keeping a comb in my back pocket. That's absolute brilliance, by the way. Well, thank you. I don't. You know what? I told my wife last week that I came up with a great line when it was that when we were talking about the scent of a woman, and I said, with a name like that, you know the movie stinks. She did not find it as funny as you did, unfortunately. No. Well. I said, but it's true. You stink not your fault <laughs> or is it or is it they say it's not she blames menopause I don't think so well they say it's not <laughs> of course they do what are they going to say it is their own odiferous emanations remember that wasn't there a, a commercial on TV where they used the term odiferous emanations Good Lord. I don't think I've heard that since biology class. I think it was for, I'm not sure if it was for 
deodorant or shoes? I'm going to have to look that up. Odiferous? Fellow Odiferous. Emanations. Is that even a real word? Odiferous at right guard with Hulk Hogan. What? Really? You want to hear it? Here we go. Oh, no. Connection failed. What the? YouTube took it down. Ooh, brother. I can't believe you don't remember this. In trying to make an artistic statement, one should be careful not to let one's personal aroma do the talking. In order not to offend the critics, I recommend Right Guard Sports Stick. It provides maximum protection and the freshest sense, a sublime palette of odoriferous emanation. After all, a true artiste should be remembered for his inspiration, not his perspiration. Right Guard Sports Stick. Anything less would be uncivilized. Can you imagine writing that? Wow. No. No, I can't. Almost brilliant in a weird way. I hate to say it. It is. I mean, Hulk Hogan? Wow. Hulk. What about that guy? You know what happened with the Hulk, right? That he sued that some dude that was like his best friend taped the Hulk having sex with the dude's wife. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. He tried to sell it. Did the guy sell it, or was he? It was he was putting out their failed sale. Just this fucking the Hulk beating up his wife with his meat stick, or what? What happened? Uh, some website published it, and he sued him, and he fucking I think he won. He yeah, he got like fifty million dollars, right? Right. Think he'll ever get that money? I wonder. You think he needs it? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, his wife and him, when they broke up, she kind of took him to the cleaners, right? Let's see. Let's go to CelebrityNetWorth.com. That's a real website, uh, by the way. My guess is Terry is worth $116 million. That's what That's what I call him. That's what his friends call him. $116 million. That's my guess. All right. Website is... Thinking, working, something's happening. All right, here we go. Were you a Hulkamaniac? I I, I was not that into wrestling. I liked it. Kind of like sports. It was like I when I saw it, I was like, man, that's badass. But I just didn't follow it or anything. Yeah, here we go. We're into it. Twenty-five million net that's worth. It? Twenty-five million. Yeah. Wow. That's, a, that's enough. Is it? I don't feel like it is. That's not going to be enough for me. Not even close. Twenty-five million. Oh shit. Now see how much his wife is worth. Uh, jury awards Hulk Hogan an additional twenty-five million and punitive damages from that lawsuit. Yeah, but and punitive damages. So. Was that and punitive damages or in punitive damages? That was an additional twenty-five million in punitive damages, but that's not his net his net worth. His net worth is who has a net worth of twenty-five million dollars. So he doubled his net worth by having this lawsuit. Then I guess. Wow! All for fucking a chick that somebody. Well, I mean, what kind of weirdo? Once tapes his best friend. I mean, that was his best friend having sex with his wife and then tries to sell it. Because the guy was a radio host, right? And had a pretty fucking famous show. Um, yeah, I think so. And, I mean, 
It's, I don't think he needed the money. I mean, how much could they have been offering to pay for the Hulk Hogan sex tape? A million dollars? $800,000? Maybe. At most. Yeah, I mean, I would think. And I've seen it. You really couldn't see much. Except I don't know. Terry's, Terry's man-ass pumping away on this dude's chick. Which apparently is probably exactly what this guy wanted to see since he kind of was directing, I think. Directing. I'm serious, dude. It was like really fucking something really weird went down, if I recall correctly. This guy like begged the Hulk to have sex with his wife and then like directed him. Are you looking to watch it right now? I think you are. Watch it after the show, please, Rufus. I'm bookmarking it. Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. All right. That's fair. Go ahead. I understand. I do have to. I've got to piss like a fucking racehorse. Do you want to spin a song? Yeah, let's spin a song. I'm going to play, since you have to piss like a racehorse, let's play Beer is Food. Oh, man. Two and two. Rufus will be back. In the meantime, listen to uh, Beer is Food by Hypersloth.
I say, Rufus? Those words are true brilliance. If there ever is a song that is near and dear to my heart, that is definitely one of them. Uh, the rest of the Hypersloth actually rings too near and dear to my heart as well. But you know what, dude? We need to try to sell that song and chronicle ourselves what it takes to sell a fucking song. Oh, I'm being dead. Man. Have you ever tried to sell anything to like uh, a production? I don't know. Who the fuck? Where do you start? I don't even know if you can do it these days with so many online options because production company doesn't give a shit, I guess. I don't know, because any idiot can put shit out there. I wonder if there's a place you can just go upload your song for fucking sale. Well, yeah, we've done that. For sale, though? Yes. No, no, I mean, like, for uh, an artist to buy it and re-record it. Oh, that. Uh... No, I doubt that for sure. And you probably got to go through so. a, a talent agency or production house or a management company or something. I mean, for like an artist that matters that would like do it and make us money on it. Yeah. I mean, you got to talk to an agent. We need an agent, dude. I'm going to call a fucking agent. Fuck it. We, why not? There's probably way more talented, untalented people than us that have fucking agents. Well, yeah, you 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 watch entertainment media these days, so that's yeah, obvious. Of course, there is, there is. We didn't, you didn't even auto tune once on that fucking song, not one time. Well, maybe I should have a couple of times. No, but no well, I didn't. You know, we could always re-record it, but I don't think that's necessary. I think its beauty is in its imperfections, Rufus. Oh shucks. But speaking of bands, why don't we listen to? I'm going to play a little tune for you, and you tell me if you recognize it. All right. Okay. Oh, come on. Do you recognize it? I don't hear it. <laughs> that was a joke. I don't know why it's not playing. Don't joke with me, zigzag. Oh, I see why it's not playing. All right, here we go. My bad. My bad, folks. We got to fucking write something here. Come on. I don't like that. So far, bad, off to a bad start. Tenacious D. Yeah. Better, closer, warmer. That's it. Okay. I'm so glad that the D found some inspiration in us because if you think about <laughs> it, their album came out uh, five years after we had been together. Yes. Five years after the sloth. So I think that we set the foundation. They just kind of followed up, you know, with their Hollywood contacts and their fancy recording studios, none of which uh, we needed. I think we're the Salieri to their Mozart, if you know what I mean. <laughs> do you? Okay. No, I, I think do. they're. I think we're Mozart. They're Salieri. Well, no, Mozart was jealous. Mozart stole the shit from Salieri. Oh, did he? Yes. Oh, I thought it was Salieri that was like the angry fucking guy all the time. Oh shit, you're right. Salieri was okay. They're the Salieri to our Mozart. Yes. Yeah. Damn you and your superior music wisdom. No, I just saw the movie. I've seen the movie a couple of times. (laughs) The chicks in the movie like wear these dresses that push their boobs up super high. I wish those would come back in style. I really do. They kind of have, but now they're just called uh, yoga tops, I think. Yeah, but then chicks wear those bustiers with like torn up jeans and it just looks weird. (laughs) They do. They do do that. That's that's more of a, probably a Texas thing. Up here they wear mostly parkas because it's five degrees. <laughs> parkas are sexy. Parkas with no pants. That's the weird part. They just don't <laughs> wear pants. 
Are they like lace parkas? Yeah, of course, dude. They're Victorian parkas. Parkas with no pants. They take like 20 people to put on somebody, and they tie them together with ropes. But now it's just gotten to the point where people are just using bungee cords. Instead of tying shit together, they're just bungeeing the tops together. Well, it's more efficient. It is more efficient. I wonder who the guy is that fucking invented the bungee cord. There's a the guy that needs a fucking handshake. Dr. Bungie? <laughs> Dr. Bungie. Yeah, it was Bungie? Dr. Bungie. Yes. You know what? Dare I look up who invented the bungee cord? I dare you. I double dare you to look up who invented the bungee cord. It can't be done. But I, I urge you to try. All right. Bungie McGee. History of the bungee. See, but this is all about the fucking stupid... That bungee, like bungee jumping. Bungee Smith. That's exactly. like a bad bungee 80s movie. Itself. Power quad jumper, bungee jumping. You know, where it's like the guy that invented the bungee cord just gets no fucking credit. No, he doesn't. No fucking credit. He's Who was, in poverty somewhere. He is probably. He probably jumped off of a fucking bridge but did not have himself properly bungeed. Well, that's why he invented it. That's, that's why they called the bungee cord, because he wished he had one. Yes. I'm paralyzed from the neck down. He did something to that. Who was, many people did the first bungee jump. They just didn't live to tell about it. I remember thinking in the old days, not in the old days, but when I was younger, like you hear about these people that jump off these bridges. Yeah. Into water, and then they die. I was like, how could that happen? Why wouldn't they just swim away? Well, apparently water, when you hit it at a certain speed, is like hitting cement. Yes, that's exactly what I learned later. I have yet well, I have I'm yet glad. to see the proof. Uh, well, I'm glad you learned that before you tried it. Little guy. Well, you know, we used to jump off the cliffs out there at uh, what we called Acid Rock at, uh, on the, the lake in Austin. You ever been there? Ever been to Acid Rock? No. Sounds like an eye-opening rock. I'm sure that they probably have built a... Uh, restaurant on it now because it was like right next to the oasis over there but yeah we used to go down there and i never took acid there but i smoked a lot of weed and drank a lot of beer there that was when remember party balls remember when party balls were popular the hell's a party ball you don't know what a party ball is a party ball is like a it's like a little keg yeah 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 it holds like 50 beers or whatever and then we used to just fucking buy the shit out of party balls and take them out. I mean, it was, like, really cool if you had your own pump for a party ball. Oh, man. Like, yeah, man, I'm hooked up. I got a pump for a party ball. Did they have one of those, like, beer baseball caps, but would it would hold, like, two party balls? <laughs> yes, of course. It was it was actually a backpack. Just held a couple of party balls in the back. Great. I just, I just held my fucking uh, party balls in my jock strap. I'd be like, hey, ladies, want to <laughs> suck on the party balls? I tried that, but there wasn't any room. There wasn't enough room for the party balls? Mm-hmm. wonder why they got rid of the party ball. It was really, theoretically, it was a great idea. Probably too many people over-serving themselves. Like, you can't drink 40 fucking beers out of a case. <laughs> you think? Would anyone over-serve themselves? <laughs> I've never over-served myself. I always blame the bartender wherever I'm fucking drinking for over-serving me. I, as a bartender myself, to myself, I'm thankful that I always pass out before I give myself too many drinks. Before you're over-served? 
That's, that's a right. Good, that's a great plan. Have you ever been overserved? Then probably not. No. Have you ever been a bartender? I have not, but I think I'd be a good one. I'd Do like you? to try it. I yeah. don't. I don't think I could put up with people's bullshit for fucking very long. It, okay, well, it, if I was in one of those uh, John Taffer bars where you got to be a sober <laughs> bartender, no, I, I I could not be the sober bartender. I'd also have to be drunk to put up with <laughs> like, it. You see those people at those John Taffer places? They're like drunker than the other people at the bar. Right. I mean, how fucking long can you sustain that when you're taking like fucking twelve vodka shots? during a fucking six-hour shift and drinking a fucking case of beer. Usually it's the women who get so sloppy yeah. drunk and get in fights at the fucking bar. You know what I uh, mean? Can you imagine that? Drunk women are the worst, man. Good God. Uh, no doubt. Well, drunk men are pretty bad, too, unfortunately. They are, but at least well, they they're not... Their booze. Drunk men aren't in your face about it. <laughs> You're... You sound like you're speaking from experience. Tell us about your experience with a drunk woman. I watch YouTube. I've seen YouTube videos of drunk women. Is that where you have to see them on YouTube? I'll have to check out some drunk women on YouTube. Oh, they get all scrappy. They scrap. <laughs> oh, you're talking about drunk women on women on women crime? Women on women drunk crime? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like two drunk women. Two drunk women is like putting a, two black holes together. It's like chaos fucking ensues and just spreads. Until they suck each other. Two down. drunk dudes will beat themselves in the face until they get tired and fall asleep. Two stone dudes will never fight. You'd be like, if I was mad at you, I'd be like, fuck you, Rufus. I'll catch up with you tomorrow, dude. I can't stand this. <laughs> well, what's funny is, is, is if you were stoned, you wouldn't even get to the fuck you, Rufus part. No. I'd be like, hey, Rufus, I'm going to bed. Exactly. I'm going to eat the rest of this pizza in my bedroom. Sorry, dude. No more pizza for you. I still, it's still a conundrum to me on how to make a fucking pizza roll. Is that sad? Somehow, my fucking tiny brain cannot under, you have to slice the pizza dough into a triangle a pizza to roll. make a pizza roll. Like it, it, uh, what do they call them at Double Days when you work there? Pepperoni rolls. Pepperoni roll, yes. Dude, it's super fucking easy, man. I can't figure it out. You, you might have to me a schematic. Get a can of the Pillsbury cro- croissant dough. Right. Or phyllo dough. Works pretty good, too. Actually. I actually can buy, I can buy dough from my local pizzeria. Yeah, the, it's, you're buying dough to make a pizza with. You don't want that dough. Okay. Because the trick, because at Double Dave's, we took a large pizza bowl, right? Right. Pizza bo- dope. It was huge. Right. We had literally, we smashed it and we tossed it out. Right. Huge. Literally, like probably eight feet big. So it was Are super. You serious? I'm dead serious. We would toss it out until it was hitting the dusty, dirty ceiling with cobwebs. <laughs> and we laid it out. And it was super fucking thin. So each large pizza dough ball would make like 10 to 15 pepperoni rolls because you would cut it and right. anyways, it's got to be thin. So just get uh, Pillsbury croissant rolls. Dough. Lay it out. Put your pepper. There's only two ingredients. The I dough. Know. It's not the ingredients that are, that are getting, there's cheese though, right? 
pepperoni, provolone cheese. All right. That's the key. Slice but then, yes, yeah, just it's a small amount of dough that's very thin. <clears throat> Roll it up, bake it. That's what it. What shape is the dough when you put the pepperoni in? It's uh, a triangle. So it is like a croissant. Right, because we, we toss it out into a big circle, and then we use the roller and cut it into all these triangles. Each one got six pepperonis and one slice of provolone cut in half. So it was two half slices. Roll it up, roll it up, roll it up, roll it up, all the way around. So then you put the cheese and the pepperoni at the very end, the fatter part of the pizza roll, and then roll it like you would a croissant roll. Right. And there's no fatter part. I mean, it's all thin. But well, I know, but I'm up. saying the, the wider part of the triangle. Right, exactly. Well, we thanks for giving us Double Dave's secret right here live on the Hypersloth Happy Hour. <laughs> are they still in business? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. are they? Mm-hmm. I mean, their pizza was all right. I don't know if it was. It was better. It, it was better than Gaddy's. Let's put it that way. I can't imagine you tossing a pizza. Did you actually toss pizzas? Yeah, we tossed them. Did you do it yourself? Fuck yeah, dude. I, mean, we I would love to see video of you tossing a pizza. Oh, man, it was cool. And like I said, for the pepperoni rolls, we had to toss them out really big. And that was like a contest that we did. Like, how big can you fucking toss it? And we'd toss it out, and it'd be like fucking huge. And like, you could feel the weight. Goo. Shit. Oh. Tossing that shit out. It's awesome. Did you get a hole in the dough, though, when you toss oh, it? Oh, yeah. Right, right. So then either if you fuck it up too bad, then you got to wad it up and try again. Or you can put it down and kind of patch the hole and keep going. Pinch it together. But it was cool tossing dough. <laughs> yeah, you were a man. You were a man's man. I was. Dough. I got to say, I got a little pissed off because we could to- toss every fucking pie, right? Even if it was just like a normal pizza. Right. We get it, pound it out, toss it, even just a little bit. And then the the boss is like, well, I got a rolling machine. So what the fuck you get a rolling machine for? I know how to toss dough. And we started rolling them out. Feed yeah, it to the sheeter. You put the ball in, it just rolls out a circle. And I was like, yeah. There I'm goes a couple Dave's homogenized pizza place. Right. I guess I'm quitting this job. <laughs> Why not just buy crust? You mean I can't toss it and get my arm hair all over your fucking pizza <laughs> pie anymore? Well, how unauthentic is that? Oh, you know, shit. One man's hair in your fucking pizza. You can't call that authentic pizza. No. I was picking my nose 20 minutes ago. I want that in the pie. I want at least one beard hair, one fucking pointy beard hair in the pie. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't toss it with my face. But I do have hairy arms. Chest. Rubbing on your chest a little bit. <laughs> I was tossing it with my pecs. <laughs> Rolling it on your back. <laughs> Wearing it like a cape. Dude, unfortunately, my favorite pizza place where I live now, uh, three out of three times, I've gotten hair in my fucking pizza. So I'm done with my favorite pizza place. Wow. Pretty fucking disgusting. You know what I mean? Pretty fucking disgusting. I'm like, okay, I was never really for hairnets, but now I'm convinced everyone should wear a fucking hairnet. It, was it a curly... No, it was like a long fucking woman's hair, which is even grosser. Because I think with a curly hair, it might just go down. Nothing worse than taking a bite and, like, having that hair. And and you're pulling, and the hair is still, like, unraveling out of the fucking 
pizza itself. It was so fucking sick. Well, here's the deal. Three out of three times, I'm the one that gets the fucking hair. I'm not the only person eating this pizza, but somehow I get the fucking hair. And here, I know it's not my fucking hair. Let me put it that way. Because most places are like, well, it's probably your hair. No, this is not my fucking hair. Maybe you're not in the loop. Maybe hair is part of the deal, and the other people you're with know it, and they're well, like, I, "Oh, I got a hair." Awesome. I actually, I looked through the fucking, uh, I looked through the receipt, and I, I wasn't charged for the hair, so I'm assuming that I didn't order it. But uh, I guess they just are giving out free hair in their pizzas now, and I didn't know it. Well, that's an added bonus. I'll call back next time. And be like, "Hey, uh, last time I got a hair. Can I get extra hair on this one too?" <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, hair. People wash their hair. Their hair's clean. I right? don't care. I don't care about that. You don't care about that. No, it could be the cleanest fucking hair in the world, dude. At some point in that hair, there's a root, and that root is pulled directly from someone's fucking <laughs> scalp and has a little tiny piece of meat on it that I don't want on my in my fucking mouth. Well, not if they cut that hair and put it in there for you. Maybe they did, yeah. Maybe it was, yeah. Maybe it was just a like some hair that they had harvested <laughs> to put on pizzas. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Never know. The world is a crazy place. You know what? We're overdue for a fucking uh, prank phone call. Oh, we, we are. We need to call you-know-who, who? Old Delaware, the old Delaware subs, and order some sausage sandwiches for some young women to see if their small sausage or large sausage could satisfy two 16 year olds. <laughs> we you, dare me? you dare me to call there and be like, Hey, uh, yeah, I got two 16 year old girls here. They're wondering if your, if your sausage could satisfy them. <laughs> I triple dog dare you. Zigzag. How about that? All right, you're in, and I will stick I my tongue to the microphone. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna falter. You do not. I do. I you think you're gonna you bail. Never seen. You have never made. Let me find the camera here. You have never made a a phone call on this show. Hey, hey, I don't step up to the plate because I don't <laughs> want to be at the plate. <laughs> you're afraid. I'll call that fucking place. They still got the same number. I'll, I'll call them right fucking now. I claim my fear, and I, I live up to my fear. You claim your fear and raise me a prank phone call. I'm saying you're you're all talk. You're going to back out. You Are you joking me? I'm not joking. You won't You know the it. double Z rises to every occasion. <laughs> well, that's what she said. Nah, she was wrong, especially after a few weeks. <laughs> double Z can't rise anymore. The double Z is a sleeper. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. I can usually rise to my own occasion. Time is right. I'm getting to the point where I have an occasion in mind, and I can't rise to it. Uh-oh. That's not good. No. I'm like, I really like this occasion. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I think I'll pass on it, though. I guess I... Dude, are you excited for the uh, for the royal wedding tomorrow? I'm totally fucking stoked. It's who is it? I've been watching pre-wedding party videos all fucking weekend. Let me tell you, you got a Nubian, a half Nubian princess wearing a ginger twat. So we're fucking all about the 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 uh, the royal wedding tomorrow. 
is this an English and England thing? Is there really a wedding tomorrow? About yes, people yes, who are... of course there is. Where have you been? In the 2018, where there's not royalty? Right. Well, there is, somehow. Oh. I know. Oh. How do the fucking English people even think that, you know, they're still sucking off our fucking money somehow and offering nothing? So fucking stupid. Is that a joint or a blunt? They look it's, kind of it's actually, brown. uh It's a giggle stick. Oh, a giggle stick. Yeah, it's a giggle stick. You know, uh, you didn't check out uh, Fawn River Cultivation Company yet, did you? I did. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I checked it out, and I was like, oh. Yeah, we'll talk about that off the air. Okay, let's do. Let's do. Let's do that. But I did direct it to the 420 Products temporarily, the website. I saw that because I, I clicked a link, and I thought it was maybe a company that you were, you just liked or whatever, and I clicked the link, and it went to uh, 420 Products USA, and I was like, oh, yeah, until we get this thing built out, it's going to probably direct there for about the next eight or nine months. But we'll talk about it. I'll text you about it. You know what? We, we can talk about it. I'll take you on a tour when you come up for the uh, the Tenacious D show. Are you really going to do that? I hope so, dude. I bought the tickets. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's November. Yeah. Plenty of time six, to plan. You got six months to try to figure out how to get out of it. And so do I, which is awesome. Dude, I, I, I'm sure I'll probably have cancer or something within six months. But if I don't, I'll Here's be the there. Six months, dude, you get cancer, you get some fucking chemo, you're fucking right back up on that horse in six months. <laughs> That's the best advice I've ever heard. You just have your appendages removed, whatever one that is bothering you. Yeah, sure. I, I don't need most of them, really, if right. I'm being honest with myself. If you had to give up one appendage, and I'm talking full appendage, not pinky or anything like that, which one would you give up? Man, that's a good question. Um, you know, I immediately had an answer, and it was my left arm. That's what I was going to say, but then I thought, then you couldn't play guitar. But Right, then I couldn't play guitar. Uh, it'd probably have to be one of my legs, honestly. Uh, you know what? I was going to say left arm. Great minds think alike, but now I'm thinking leg because it seems like a leg is – it's easier to replace. I mean, I don't want to say replace, but you know, they've got these like fancy gazelle legs or whatever that they put on people now. Right. You can't even tell that they don't have some of people run faster. Didn't Oscar Pistorius like run faster than regular people with his like fancy legs. Yeah, he did. But I got to say, I kind of feel bad about this, but if I had to lose a leg, I'd kind of wish to lose a leg, not because I could get a badass attachment but because it would give me a great excuse to just not fucking get up and do anything yeah, like you're I, not honestly, up doing a lot right now well i jog and shit and i don't want to i mean it keeps me fit and all but if i lost my leg i'd be like whoop can't jog fucking <laughs> Dude, a. we should do let's do the oscar pistorius biography and we'll call it my fancy legs <laughs> right now my fancy legs, the Oscar Pistorius story. Well, you know, he got accused of murder, right? Yeah, I do. And he's totally fucking guilty of that. Wow. He, he obviously had some anger issues that uh, went along with probably losing his legs. How did he lose his legs? Any idea? Was, uh, it, was he born his girlfriend's? It must have been his girlfriend's fault. <laughs> she was I'm not sure. 
What if she was? What I heard about that night was that she like put his legs on top of the refrigerator and he <laughs> and he fucking went nuts. <laughs> Didn't you hear that? What? Did, you, did you make that up? Yes, I made that up. Fucking I, thank God, because I thought that's one of the funniest things I've ever fucking heard, dude. I'm so glad you made that up. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. I mean, I just assume that's what happened. Hans, Hans, God damn it. Well, at least you put the gun. At least you put the gun in the under cupboard. The yeah, under the bed. Where his legs should have been, apparently. <laughs> oh my God. What a fucking nut job. But he got, he got off once, right? But then they tried him again. Yeah. I have to know how Oscar Pistorius lost his legs, though. <laughs> I have to realize it's probably something. I, I'm guessing he was born without him. There is an Oscar, there's an Oscar Pistorius movie. Let's see what it's called. Oh. <laughs> Are you ready for this? No, I'm not. Blade Runner Killer. What? It's on the Lifetime Network. It's called Blade Runner Killer. Are oh, you Lifetime. I can't imagine. They couldn't even think of a fucking original name for the movie. They had to use Blade Runner in the fucking name of their movie? It's run by women. Dude, what the fuck is wrong with the world? You can't even think of your own fucking name for your movie. You have to steal some other movie's name? That's fucking sad. It is sad. Let's see, they sent, they, uh, let's see, Oscar Pistorius. How did he lose his legs? Paralympic champion, Oscar Leonard Carl, da, 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 da. Oh, both of Pistorius' legs had been amputated below the knees when he was 11 months old. Hmm. Huh. He must have been a bad kid. To uh, the it says here is that uh, they didn't want to buy him full-length pants, so they decided to amputate his legs. <laughs> we only had short pants. <laughs> here, the real story is he was born with fibular hemimelia. So he's got a, he was born without any fibula bones in his legs. So his, like, his legs below the knee were just like floppy meat? Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. How did... How I mean, how would they even form? Would they just be like a couple of dough balls at the end of your leg? <laughs> you could toss those out in the pizza rolls. You could. He's lucky they didn't call him meatloaf. <laughs> Legloaf. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Dude, we do need to pick a song. Let's pick a song for next week. We won't do the Strawberry Alarm Clock. You didn't look like you were that into it. Well, I'll be into it. Doesn't matter to me. I just want something I haven't heard. Have you heard that before? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure your parents have. All right, let's do let's do that. Wait, I mean, I don't know what it's about. I'm I'm hoping it has a deeper meaning because I really I must admit I kind of got into Axis Bold as Love. That definitely had a deeper meaning, but it was too deep for my attention span. Given the fact that how awesome the music was, because I just got lost. I was just like, God damn, he's so badass. And then my mind went into like that era, and I was like, what was it like to see him live? And I just forgot to even think about the words. Well, next week, dude, you get to carry the heavy weight on the song analysis. 
So I want you to smoke some weed and do your fucking homework like a good boy instead of jacking around and staying sober off the weed and not listening to music because that's bullshit. <laughs> I did my homework. I listened to the song like five fucking times. Five times. Oh, how many times did you listen to it? Uh, I'm probably ashamed to admit it, dude, but I bet I listened to it 50 fucking times. All right, cheater. I did cheat. I cheated by doing my homework <laughs> marijuana. Oh, man. I'm telling you, dude, it gave me some fucking great insight because all of a sudden, I know this sounds insane, but it fucking came to me in like an instant. I'm like, holy shit, I think I fucking understand this song. If I had any good marijuana, that might that might work. Get that taken care of. I <laughs> I'm done saying it. I'm going to do something about it. I'm did just you follow Fawn River? That's my question to you. Do what? Did you did you like Fawn River? Yeah. I, oh no. Did I? No, because I can't. Because certain people that employ me probably wouldn't like it. Oh Jesus, Rufus. What about oh, his Blaskowski? That account got closed by Facebook, dude. It clo- They closed that account. Why? Because they knew that it was like a fake account. That, like, that's not a real person. How do they so know gotta, that? Uh, it's fucking Facebook. They're like worse than the CIA now, dude. They I got an email on the double D. Like, Rufus, Rufus Slothkowski account has been closed. Due to our terms and conditions that don't allow for duplicates or fake personas. It's like, okay, shit. I'm turn you in for being Rufus Laskowski. What were you doing out there on the interwebs as Rufus Laskowski? Absolutely nothing. But you know, Facebook just got burned big fucking time for leaking millions of fucking people's information to uh, some government shit. Yeah. Right, right. So now they're. They're just basically like battening down the hatches to make sure they don't fuck up again. Well, do you see that they're getting rid of all the weed-related stuff on YouTube, too? Which makes no fucking sense because weed no. is more fucking legal than it's ever been right. since YouTube's been in fucking in, in existence. Fucking stupid asses. All the social media shit is going to be virtually useless in the next three to five years, I guarantee it. Yeah, here's what I understand. I meant to ask you about this, being an SEO person that you are. Now, with this data leak that uh, that Facebook had to, what was the name of that place? Oh, I forgot. I don't know. You know, it was like a place that they set up. Uh, what they did was they were setting up surveys, right? And yeah. You would take a survey. You would take a survey for them, but somehow you would give them all of my information. Isn't that what it was? That's what was happening. They were actually getting information from other users by, like, going through your account. It was something like that. It was like you gave them access to your friend list. Right. You didn't necessarily say, yeah, contact them, but you would grant them access to it. Or yeah. And if you know, so every place that wants you to sign up through Facebook, they always are like, now we can access all your contacts and your friend list. Yes. I mean, I never do anything on Facebook, honestly, because I just don't. You know, as a person, as a business, that's kind of a different thing. Right, right. As a person, if I want to know if you're eating a fucking ham sandwich for lunch, I will call you and say, hey, Rufus, are you having a ham sandwich for lunch? Could you send a picture to me? Instead of just you posting it for everyone to see in the whole world that you're eating a ham sandwich for lunch. 
Now that I know you're that interested, from now on, I'm going to send you a picture every time I'm having a Please ham sandwich. Do. I want the before picture of the ham sandwich and the after picture, if you would be so kind. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I want to see, like I said, we we should start that website where you try to guess what people eat by looking at their shit. <laughs> That's right. I guarantee we could get some traction. I'm sure we could. What What would be a good name for such a site? Uh, the second time around, shitikit. No, shit, shit book. Shit. Yeah, there you Crap go. Shit book. book. Shitter, like Twitter. Um, oh my God, shitter. Poop tube. Uh, crapinary. No, something like culinary. Fairly enough, you know, there's a fucking site like that already out there, but it's run by perverts who don't even care what people are eating. Uh, they're probably. Selling that shit to other perverts. Probably. Trading it. Like some kind of animal porn. Hey, yep. hey. Oh, Nothing wrong with animal porn. Not as long as the animal is consenting. Wow. And over 18, of course. Sure. 18 <laughs> inches. People having sex with geriatric dogs. She's over <laughs> 18. I'm only breaking one law. Oh my God, she's numb from the neck down. Oh, but I'm not. I'm numb from the neck up. <laughs> Good boy. All right, incense and peppermint. <laughs> That's a good boy. That's a good boy. Man, we need help. <laughs> Next time, dude, I'm sending you grass, and we're both getting super high on the air. <laughs> I, I dare you. I dare you. Actually, I dare me because I've, I've never done that on the show. I'm, I, I'm, hyper, I'm hypersensitive to it because I don't do it that often. So that's the do, most fun, though. That, that's the best p- way to do it. I'm afraid that it, it would hit me pretty breaks. hard. No, dude, I take smoke breaks. I only smoke like once a week now. Usually well, I, the show. Right. Yeah, but your your system's attuned to it. That's if I sent, if I sent you one Bud Light, it would destroy you. <laughs> to me, it's it's uh, nothing. All right, I'm gonna send you some, and we can you do can you still do the show from your from your garage or not? No, it was uh, too noisy out there, and I turned it into a wood shop. So, are you still I, making wood shop stuff? Yes, I am for fun. See, I know. I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. I don't feel like you're legit because your beard is only like to hear, and like not to hear. I, I had it out to here, but it got caught in the miter saw. <laughs> There's this show on TV, right, on DIY or whatever, and it's it's like called Our Town or something, and it's all about these hipsters that are going through and, of course, gentrifying a fucking yeah. town. I've seen the commercials. I haven't seen the show, but I've seen the commercials. Like, oh, so they're going into a, a poor little town and making it so nobody can afford to live there. Okay. And nobody wants to live there because these pretentious jackasses are in there. But this dude has, of course, he has the fucking typical, I'm trying to look Amish beard because I'm a hipster. Right. And he's fucking working on this wood lathe, right? And he gets all this fucking wood chips in his fucking beard. And something in me fucking snapped. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking take that leg that that guy's working with and just fucking smash his head into a million fucking pieces. <laughs> let his fucking wood chips fly into his beard. It was disgusting. Uh, yeah. It sent me into my recliner of rage. 
Well, as it should, because that's fucking obnoxious. <laughs> it was obnoxious. So that guy sucks. That's for sure. <laughs> I agree. Consent. All right, Rufus. Well, we've done it all. We've said it all. What more do we? What more can we do tonight to to entertain these people? I don't know. I mean, considering that I always go into this with a clean slate, I literally. It's probably bad. We should plan the show out. But I go in just like not knowing what the fuck's going to happen and just kind of let it unfold. And it always unfolds into a very comfortable sheet that I like to curl up in. (laughs) Ah, sweet. You look good (laughs) in that sheet. That sheet's good on you. Thanks. It's about 1,300 uh, thread count. Especially when you're sporting big wood. Well. In your beard hair is what I meant. (laughs) That's what I meant, too. So, uh, you know what? We did do the song analysis, though. I think that was good. We touched on that. But you know what we forgot to do, and it's my fault? We forgot to write our song of the week. Oh, son of a bitch. Using the dice. So we will do that next week. So tune in uh, to to show 294. 294. Those are real fucking numbers. Honestly. Yes. Season one. That is 200. We've done... We've done more shows than they have episodes of fucking Roseanne. Dude, I remember whenever I started numbering the shows, I was like, I, I wanted to number the shows. So I saw some other podcast doing that, and I thought it made sense just to keep track. And I had to go back and count the shows. And I remember I got up to like 150, and I was like, what? And I kept going, and I was like 200. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I think I started counting the shows around the 215 level. Or so, yeah, we're at 294. Next week. <laughs> nice. You know how much I love that. I can't even tell you how much I fucking love that. I, it is pretty cool, and it's so cool to go back and listen to old ones and be oh, like, "Wow, we were so young <laughs> and naive." That's right. We were just children. Our te- our technology was so rudimentary too. It was. We would we would get kicked off at least once a show. <laughs> it wasn't our phone. It's Blog Talk Radio. It, right. It was not. I was going to say, they've grown up on us. All Block Talk Radio's grown up on us. I have a nostalgic tear for how bad they sucked. The trick is, though, we're using Skype. I think that if we would, we kind of figured that out early on, but then you know, there was connection issues, and they were, they were fucking undependable. There's no doubt. Block Talk Radio was totally undependable. It's true. But we got them worked out. We got them, we got them where we want them now. Stranglehold, they, baby. They heard us. They did hear us. Well, you complained loud enough, that's for sure. Every show, you were fucking bitching. We we actually tried a couple different uh, formats, if I recall correctly. We tried Google, we which did. was a thousand times worse than Blog Talk Radio somehow. Absolutely worse, yeah. That's the one thing that Google obviously has not figured out, because it could have been so brilliant, but they would not let it. You know what I mean? It's like they... I'm so sick of things like Instagram or fucking... Twitter or whoever, assuming that you already know how to use their fucking format. Right. I mean, there's no explanation. I can't I can't go to a Twitter page, dude, and tell you exactly how it fucking works. Because I'm like, did am I replying to this? Did I reply to that? Where did that go? Yep. Am, am I applying you know what you know what I'm talking about? It's I know like, exactly where you're talking shit about. is going. I remember when Twitter came out in 2005, I was like, oh, Twitter's premiered at South by Southwest. I'll check it out. And I checked it out, and I was like, the fuck do I do? I don't. What, I guess I had to be at South by Southwest to know how to use this shit. And it's the fucking same. It's the, it's the same. I just recently reignited my Twitter account, and I went on it, and I was like, 
I mean, I know how to use it now. I still don't. It's, it, it is super unintuitive and makes no fucking sense without some kind of direction, and they don't give you that at all. They don't. I mean, they could make it so much fucking better. I think, what would they have to spend? One of their hundred billion fucking dollars to make it intuitive? I don't know. And the other thing that pissed me off about Twitter, this should be some fucking rant going on here, but every fucking day, every fucking day, Rufus. And now it's time for another delightful zigzag rant. You're the Eddie Van Halen of rants. And now it's time for another fucking day. Every day, dude, I fucking get a, a notice. Not once a day, not twice a day, about 20 times a fucking day from Twitter saying, hey, did you see this? Or, hey, did you see right. so-and-so fucking did this or that? Every fucking day, 20 times a day, dude, I click on fucking go to their site, click unsubscribe, and it says, you will no longer receive emails like this. You and get them anyway. every fucking day, I get 20 more fucking emails from them. And every day, I go through 20 emails and say, I don't want to fucking see this shit anymore. And I still fucking get it. I, I mean, this has been going on for a fucking year. I guarantee it. You will have to change your identity and I move mean, to another state you're or country. Another country. You're right. I'll probably yeah. move to the moon. Actually, I'm thinking about getting on one of those Mars missions just to get away from that shit. And the cold calls. Now I get fucking cold calls. <laughs> cold calls. Are you getting cold calls on your cell phone now? I, I, I ignore everything. Day. Dude, I if if the name doesn't come up that I know that's in my contact list, I fucking ignore it. And if they leave a voicemail, I'll listen to it, but it's usually a recording. Hey, I, here's the deal. They don't even leave voicemails anymore. Now they just fucking leave you guessing, which is totally rude. So the other day I, I called one back, right? I called one of the numbers back. Literally, Rufus, the fucking phone rang, and it said, this is not a real phone number. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. It played with my mind a little bit. I'm like, now they set up their machine to say this is not a real phone number because obviously I called a number and it rang. Doesn't that automatically make it a fucking phone number? But somehow it says this is not a real phone number. Wow, you're in the matrix. Dude, maybe I should make that my fucking answering thing. (laughs) This is not a real phone number. (laughs) You've reached this. This is not a real phone number. Just go. This number's been disconnected. You know how easily you could do that. (laughs) Oh, man, that'd be fucking great. I should do that. Then I wouldn't get the one important phone call I get every fucking four months. Yeah, that's true. Every four months. You're lucky. (laughs) I get an important phone call every year. I wonder if they did a thing saying, like, the, the average good news phone call to the average bad news phone call, what the percentage is. Because I feel like 92% of phone calls are bad news. I think 92% are complete crap, and the the rest are bad news. I don't think I've ever gotten there. Because the people who call me that want to tell me good news know that I don't want them to fucking call me. Just email me. Just text me. Now it's fucking text. I remember when I said I would never text, but that's because back then you had to text using the numbers. Remember when you had your little experiment and you went back to that old-timey phone? Might as well have been trying to text on a rotary phone. That was the point, though. I didn't want to text. I wanted to get the fuck away from that shit. Way back when, why did they even have letters on fucking phones? Uh, Here's that phone, by the way. 
I'm thinking about going back to it. Please don't. Well, never te- you never texted me with that phone. Well, why would I? Email me. I'm a text guy. I like all my emails are business emails, which is fucking annoying. Let's see. You know what? Let's revisit our text from the last week here. Um, let's see. Well, if you will be about tenacious D. Yeah, that's right. Oh wait, what? Tell me what's going on with Steve Harvey. Well, I don't know. They're supposed to get back to us next week. Still waiting for them to get back to you, huh? Well, they're looking at other proposals. There's no way we're going to fucking get it. No way. Because you're not with the NAACP or what? Well, uh, they probably saw my my clan website that I own. Right. They noticed that you were, what's the name of that front? Stormfront magazine? It's, you a, the cover? it's cliff.com with a K. <laughs> oh, my, with, th- with three Ks. Yeah, that's right, three K. No, but um, well, we don't have the portfolio for that. I don't have the portfolio. My buddy Carson, who's the guy who really got the lead, he doesn't do web design. He does marketing. And so we kind of cobbled this shit together, and we had a phone, few phone calls with him. There's no way we're going to fucking get it. But holy shit, i got to say that if, if I do, god damn, it's fucking game on, because we promised him like a two-month turnaround. It's going to be a full-time job from that point on. But I, I don't. In your heart of hearts, you're flattered to be considered, but you don't want the job. Uh, I. That's how it, I felt when they offered me the lead in Annie. I mean, I was flattered to be considered for Annie. I just really didn't want the job. I just didn't have the the chops. But you're so Annie. Well, I, no, they probably maybe they wanted me for Daddy Warbucks. Oh, you were Annie. I was I was assuming that you would be Daddy Warbucks. Oh no, I was I was trying out for Annie. It was the wow. porno version. Well, they probably liked your performance as uh, Tiny Tim. <laughs> they Christmas did. Cheryl. They did. I. No one knows their way around a, an old-timey crutch better than the double Z. That's right. <laughs> All right, so next week's homework is the Strawberry Alarm Clock, Incense, and Peppermints song. And we will do a song, and we will make a phone call. Or the double Z will make a phone call because he's got brass balls. The roof will just sit there in awe of the double Z and watch it all go down. Yeah, all is a strong word. Okay, watch it go down. Right. (laughs) There you go.